0: Co-journeyers and welcome back to the Truth So Help me Good. I am your host Barbara Landry. Together we explore some of the deeper questions about this journey we call life with inspiration from my upcoming memoir, The Truth So Help Me Good. Welcome to episode three. I feel the need to start with a pause. I feel the need to say less and instead hold a space for what is. I feel the need to listen. I've spent much of my own life running. Running from the past, running from my fear, and ultimately running from myself. When beginning a legal career and then parenthood, I consciously or subconsciously believed that as long as I kept all the balls in the air, I was doing well. As long as I could manage the stress and my own fear and doubt, I was being successful. And my perception was that it worked well and that I was doing a good job until I wasn't. Although I loved being a mother, and was married to a man with a good heart. I was not happy. Many mornings on my way to court, I would feel a surge of sadness and fought back tears to keep myself together and not smudge my mascara before going into the courtroom. It took me many years to realize that the sadness I was feeling was in large part old pain that I was unwilling to allow myself to feel and ultimately process and heal from. Instead, I put my energy into being in control of my world and running from the pain. In 1996, I got divorced. As a divorce lawyer myself, I had witnessed countless failed marriages. Even my own parents had divorced When I was very young, although it broke my heart, and it did break my heart, it felt like it was the right thing to do. As a type A personality, it seemed like a necessary step forward to improve my life. You need yoga, one of my clients told me. It resonated with me for my world began to become more and more uncertain. I had a sense that I needed some kind of a spiritual base, something that would tether me to the shifting sands that were beneath my feet. And so I reached out to a local yogi by the name of Stephanie Rutt in the fall of 1996 to see if I could register for a class. But I was unable to make the schedule work. Just a few months later, in January of 1997, I received a cosmic whack. A spiritual two-by-four right across the head. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was 39. What? This wasn't part of my plan. Another thing for me to try and control and manage. I met with doctors dressed in my lawyer suit, asked questions like I was in a deposition, and made a plan like I was preparing an opening statement to a jury. My type A approach to life would not go down without a fight. It was also time to call Stephanie again and see about starting some yoga. This time the schedule worked. This time, I was even more ready than before to explore a different approach to my life as I witnessed my old methods becoming less and less effective. I was still trying to run from my pain instead of learning to hold a space for it and in so doing, transform it into healing. And this first yoga class began for me what would become a very long and beautiful healing journey that continues up to this day there have been many lessons i have learned much insight i have gained and perhaps among the most important of them all is the practice of compassion we hear this word used over and over again We understand that there is a desperate need for compassion and empathy, especially in today's world. But what is it? And how do we get it? There is a wonderful Buddhist teacher by the name of Thich Nhat Hanh. He became a monk at the age of 16 in Vietnam. He spoke out against the war and became friends with Martin Luther King Jr., who nominated him for Nobel Peace Prize. He taught about mindfulness, suffering, and compassion, and wrote over a hundred books. Mindfulness is defined here as our capacity to know what is going on in the present moment and to be fully here in each moment. It is in the present moment that we come home to ourselves and our experience of stability, peace, and freedom. The Satchitananda we talked about in Episode 1. If our mindfulness is not there, then nothing will be there. We will not be aware of the fresh air, the stars, the moon, the people, the animals, the trees... And so on. Thich Nhat Han also paints this beautiful picture of interbeing. That is, we look deeply at a tree. It is not only a tree, but it is a cloud. It is sunshine. It is earth. It is all these things because a tree could not exist without them. The practice of looking deeply reveals to us that one thing is made up of all things. One thing contains the whole cosmos. And in that same way, when we look at compassion, what we will see is suffering. Compassion is born from suffering. Compassion is born from the understanding of suffering. We come to understand suffering when we are willing to sit with our own. The energy that helps us look, listen, and embrace our suffering is mindfulness. We have to be willing to sit still and notice our suffering long enough Before we are able to transform it to compassion, not by pushing it away, but by holding a space for it and feeling it. Just like we know the lotus needs the mud, we need our suffering to teach us compassion. They inter are. If we know how to suffer, we will suffer less. We will create compassion and understanding, which are the foundations to happiness. Simply stated, if I can't be with my own pain, I cannot feel yours. If I can't give myself a break, how will I be able to cut you some slack? If I want to support you in your difficulty with empathy and compassion, I first need to know how to do that for myself. And most importantly, when I embrace my own anger, resentment, hurt, judgment, and so on, I will recognize myself in you and realize that we are the same. I can only love and accept in you what I am willing to love and accept in myself. There are many mindfulness practices available to us, most of them as simple as being aware of our own breath. When we focus on our own breathing, it automatically brings us to the present moment. The seeds of love, understanding, peace, and joy are already inside of us. So too, are the seeds of anger, fear, sorrow. It is up to us to decide which seeds we want to water. When we water the seeds of love and understanding, not only will they grow but they will take root and become stronger. This is why we practice. The same is true if we repeatedly water the seeds of anger and fear. They too will grow, take root, and become stronger. The energy of mindfulness is also within us. Breathing in, breathing out, helps the energy of mindfulness be alive. The energy of mindfulness allows us to embrace the energy of anger. You are safe. You don't need to chase the anger out of you. Instead, you can see anger and say, I see you there and I will take good care of you. Imagine picking up a child and holding it close to offer comfort. In the same way, we do that with our anger. This is called compassion. When we see our anger with compassion, the anger is transformed. You allow it to be in you. You embrace it tenderly. Energy of mindfulness, energy of peace, energy of concentration and wisdom energy of Buddha, energy of Holy Spirit. I would like to end this episode with a poem written by Thich Nhat Hanh. This was written after a long meditation and stands for the idea that when we can see each other through the eyes of compassion, we are able to recognize ourselves in one another? Can we hold a space for all that is of which we are all a part? Please call me by my true names by Thich Nhat Hanh. Don't say that I will depart tomorrow, even today I am still arriving. Look deeply. Every second I am arriving to be a bud on a spring branch, to be a tiny bird with still fragile wings, learning to sing in my new nest, to be a caterpillar in the heart of a flower, to be a jewel hiding itself in a stone. I still arrive in order to laugh and to cry to fear, and to hope. The rhythm of my heart is the birth and death of all that is alive. I am the mayfly metamorphosing on the surface of the river. I am the bird that swoops down to swallow the mayfly. I am the frog swimming happily in the clear water of a pond grass snake that silently feeds itself on the frog. I am the child in Uganda, all skin and bones. My legs as thin as bamboo sticks. And I am the arms merchant selling weapons to Uganda. I am the 12-year-old girl, refugee on a small boat, who throws herself into the ocean after being raped by a sea pirate. And I am the pirate, my heart not yet capable of seeing and loving. I am a member of the Politburo with plenty of power in my hands, and I am the man who has to pay his debt of blood to my people dying slowly in a forced labor camp. My joy is like spring, so warm it makes flowers bloom all over the earth. My pain is like a river of tears, so vast it fills the four oceans. Please call me by my true names, so I can hear all my cries and my laughter at once, so I can see that my joy and pain are one. Please call me by my true names so I can wake up and so the door of my heart can be left open, the door of compassion. Thank you so much, co-journeyers, for listening and for being with me today. I look forward to being with you again soon. Be well.